The boys are back in town. Me and Tony are back at it one more time. Deadlock returns. We got AEW full gear that just went off the air. And we watched a little bit of KSI and Jake. <laughs> KSI Logan. and Logan Paul. Uh, which was awful. <laughs> Literally the worst thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. I feel like um, that was like almost a downer for us. We shouldn't have watched it because now we're like, ah. Yeah, I wa yeah, I sat through that and I was like, man. Six rounds of that. Bah. This is the worst. Like, I don't know how many times they're going to swindle you guys out of money to go to decisions and shit, but like, it keeps working. So like, you know, they're the biggest workers in the industry. WWE Vince yeah, McMahon, right. he's, not, he's losing the ground to the fucking Jake Pauls. <laughs> like they're working the hell out of these dudes. They got dudes that got Justin Bieber in the crowd, and he's like, "Man, I'm really praying for them. This is a good time. Like, this is awful. Oh my god! I don't know who the hell watches this with like any sort of enthusiasm. I feel like everyone was watching it like ironically. That's yeah, it, I think uh, so. There was one guy in the crowd who was like, "Yeah, this is the greatest stuff ever." Yeah, I was like, like, "Man, what in the world?" And people joke on wrestling. Like, y'all watching this? Like, oh, I don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, Ooh, but thankfully, wild. AEW Full Gear was a pretty damn good show. Oh yeah, for sure, man. That was lit. That was lit. We're gonna we're gonna uh, break pretty much all of it down as we uh, go through the card. There was only like <laughs> set what seven or eight match. It wasn't. Every match got a ton of time, and they got like anything they anything and everything they wanted to do. I think they were they were able to uh, get through with. So I felt like almost every match went about twenty minutes. It seemed, but yeah, most of them did. Um, the the lights out main went super long. I think it went longer than the freaking title match did. So like it went a crazy month. They're like, we're gonna do all hardcore spots. <laughs> we're gonna do. Every, you got an idea? Let's fucking do it. That's actually what they decided. Besides the light tube, they couldn't get that one. Yeah, that's true. That sucked. Um, but before we get into that, of course, we're going to talk about a few things really quick. Just want to give a big thank you to the people uh, over on Patreon.com for slash DeadlockPW, uh, new patrons and stuff like that. We had a couple $1 ones, uh, Grap Stars, Michael Canty, and Nermian. Thank you, fellas. Uh, and we had a couple new $10 ones, Nicholas Dorito. We had Nikolai Nielsen and Michael Robinson. Uh, we have some gimmicks to give out, too. Brooks Nose was a guy that we ended up missing a few weeks ago uh, just due to some just sheer negligence. I guess we just missed him at one point. Uh, so we're going to throw him into the mix, too. But we're going to do Mechanical that. Mechanical issues, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely what it was. <laughs> uh, we're going to throw him in with everybody else next on the next episode. Uh, hopefully, Marcus will be back then, too. And uh, we can catch up on all the gimmicks and everything like that. Um, so I got you guys written down, and we're good to go. You want to tell him about Marcus? I mean, he's he's signed with the Redskins, man. He's a big deal now. It's hard to get, a, get in contact with him. No, no, for real. Yeah, he, uh, he had to move, and then he moved from his family. Is And then, like, he's got a house. He couldn't even sell that house. Like it's a, it's a whole big deal, right? So he's away from his family, went back to his family now, spending the weekend with his family. So his podcast he equipment's here, bro. MIA. He's got a big deal, you know. So he's got to get that squared away. He's going to get his uh, living situation figured out, get all that under wraps. Because they're kind of like, hey, man, we need you to come to work, and uh, we need you now. So yeah. it's kind of just like, uh, all right, you take care of that, Marcus. You you do that stuff. He's in the we'll, middle of back six projects. And... Uh... He'll make his way back eventually. So we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, hopefully sure. next week, we'll see. If not, the week after that, he'll get around. Uh, of course, also, we had a few things happen on the website. Uh, last week, we ended up... I, did we have it? I think we had it launched last week for the thing, too. Uh, the Cactus Invader shirt. We sold out in a few different sizes, which is freaking sweet. Thank you, guys, to everyone who's ordered T-shirts off that. Um, Shop.deadlightpw.com. You can still check those out. There's still some sizes available on that. Um, some sizes on the other shirts too. So if you guys want to help support and get some dope ass wrestling merch, 
that's always an option too. And uh, of course, we always appreciate that stuff. Uh, I actually sent out my first new packaging, which is super dope. So like we Ooh. redid the shipping and everything. Um, we got little stickers now. We got little pins. Nice, dude. Yeah, we got the orange branded bags and stuff. We got some real like I like. We 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 really just took it to the next level with the with the packaging and stuff. So, um, I think you you guys will really enjoy that and, and things like that. So if you decide to do that, go down that route. That's always there for you. Of course, we're gonna have more drops. Hopefully, we'll have another T-shirt drop or merch drop. We're kind of discussing a few different items uh, yeah, before the have, end of the we have year. Some ideas. Yeah, we have a, we have some pretty ambitious ideas too. Um, we just have to figure out, <laughs> figure out how to make that work and figure out how to sell it and do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff planned for next year, but I think we should have at least one more merch drop, uh, before the end of the year, hopefully. So we'll see how things kind of play out with that. Um, but like I said, thank you to everybody who's been supporting this stuff. Cause it's awesome. We have a, we actually have an article going up here. So we actually have a couple articles coming out this week too. So if you guys want to check those out on the website, you just head over to deadlockpw.com and that's all there for you too. We got a lot going on, a yeah. lot. So yep, things are always scaling. PW, get get the lowdown on everything. Check it out. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into this AEW full gear joint that happened this week. We had a couple things happen on the TV show this week before the pay per view that were pretty cool. That we'll just I'll just kind of cover over really quick with Tony here and get his thoughts on it and yeah. everything. Um, yeah. We had Cody Rhodes come out the other week on AEW television, and uh, he started off this little promo and like he had tried to do this the week before, I believe. That was the that was the angle they were pushing there that Cody was trying to cut this promo before uh you know mm -hmm. the inner circle was upstairs in the box and then he punched the glass and then you know what I'm saying? yeah the major announcement he was gonna make yeah so he comes out this this past week and he cuts this he starts cutting this promo and like you can tell right away like this is like an old school like you could tell right away the cadence that he's kind of talking in is like this old school way and it's, it's interesting when you look at promos nowadays compared to promos back in the day because it it, it feels like promos nowadays are kind of trying to sell this they're trying to sell all these other things other than the person they're facing, if that makes sense. Like if you go back and you listen to a cactus promo or you go back and you listen to literally anyone in the entire world back in the day, like Ric Flair. Back or, in my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harley Race. <laughs> it didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter who it is cutting promos at that point. But it's like they were they were getting themselves over. They were getting the other person over and they were getting the match over because at the end of the day, they were trying to they were trying to get as many people to the gate as possible, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, they don't yeah, do exactly. that anymore. It's like they're trying to, I don't know, like just sell this. It feels very manufactured and like promos back then like didn't feel that way whatsoever. They weren't using brand names and hashtags and you know yeah. what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was like Terry Funk, you son of a bitch, you fucking piece of shit. I'm going to beat your ass at the fall brawl. You think you're better than me? Yeah, you might be a good wrestler. Yeah, you might be good at what you do, but I'm better and I'm going to kick your ass. And like, that was just like, and it was cool because they, they had obviously like the tropes that they, they'd used and stuff like that. Like, you know, like they would use their first names and their last names and they would, you know, yeah. they had like the things that would fall back on, but it felt different and it felt a little more energized and real and just, it was easier to get. And I feel like that's what Cody sort of pulled into in this, in this, in this promo that he cut where he was trying to sell full gear and sell Chris mm -hmm. Jericho as champion. Cause it, cause like the promo got him over, it got Jericho over and it got full gear over. And, uh, and none of it felt, I think the, I think the only part that felt a little weird was the beginning. Cause I didn't know what he was doing. Like Cody came out and he was like, yeah, we got a pay-per-view this weekend. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, you, you do got a pay-per-view this weekend. I was like, this is going to be one of them. Yeah. Uh, but then Cody's like, you start crying and shit. I'm like, oh, okay, like, we're getting crazy with it. Um, Star mentioned his dad and his family, and his family ended up being at the pay-per-view, too. So um, that really paid off in the promo. Like, it was just like this very, 
Like, did you feel that way? Like a very old school, like yeah, it was like I love the line where he's like, "We probably shared the same silver spoon." You like, that dick. Was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, 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 you dick. <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was cool. Like obviously, like a lot of people were kind of they were really selling it, right? Like people were like, "This is legendary Hall of Fame." This is the um, hard times promo. Yeah, for Cody. yeah, and like cool, like yeah, but it, it that's cool that you liked it like that. But like, it's super difficult to. It's hard to see, like when people when Dusty cut the hard road, the hard times promo. You didn't know when he cut it that it was going to be an all time promo. Yeah, you just exactly. knew it. Was, you yeah, just yeah. knew it was a good promo. You didn't know that it was going to be an all time. So it's like, you're like this is an all time. Like it's it, that just feels manufactured. Like the it's second like he cut a, the promo, you, this is an all time. Look at that in, in retrospect and say, oh yeah, remember that promo he cut? That was like amazing. Like compare it like throughout his career, you know? Yeah, time will tell. Oh, yep, greatest. Yep, he's Dusty Rhodes all over again. Yeah, I think that like, I think they'll use this promo a ton. Like they'll whatever for you know future video packages or what you know what i mean or whatever like yeah I, definitely I, I feel like they're gonna use it a ton but yeah like all time you can't tell if something's all time right away like i i don't watch like it's it i mean i do and it's just hyperbole to be completely honest like a lot of times i watch something like this is the greatest thing i ever seen in my life and like it's just hyperbole because i just enjoyed it a ton and i feel like that's kind of where they're coming from so i understand yeah, that a little it, like you know like it if someone really enjoyed it, whatever. That's, that's fucking dope. But, you know, I saw, like, The Rock responded to it. He was like, good job, Cody. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a really good promo, Cody. Thanks, The Rock. <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. <laughs> Thanks. That was awesome. Three um, thumbs up. Great job, at Cody Rhodes. But, yeah, the promo kicked ass. Like, you know, Cody's got some very interesting promos in his, in his vault. You know, like the New Japan more like old japan he's got he's you know he's got some, he's got some in the vault uh i'll never i'll never forget that so for whatever that's worth i'll never forget the old the old japan thing ever as long as i live uh but and i always and i think you mentioned in this promo or maybe it was in the package he's like people by what do they say they they tell you that you'll never forget your first world title win and i'm like are we just scratching off the nba title like <laughs> yeah yeah that that. Happened? <laughs> yeah that, 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 we don't even talk about that we ain't talking about that, that we ain't talking about happened. the u.s title we ain't talking about none of that stuff we ain't talking about that. anything <laughs> they didn't have here it's not a world title to cody Rhodes, and i don't play him this is his company yeah, that was great, though. but yeah it was fantastic promo like amazing great stuff cody's really showing and and i was talking about this i was saying if cody was to cut this promo anywhere else in the world than aew it probably wouldn't have worked as well like there's something crazy I and mean, we talked about it and was the last show or the show before or something yeah where, like, yeah it was AEW's just like this different like atmosphere multiverse man. or something where like cody's like the the god of this in he can do nothing wrong to these it'd be people. the same i mean it'd be the same way with a lot of wb guys too like you know undertaker cutting a promo in wb means a lot more than undertaker cutting a promo anywhere else just because he's like the wwe guy you know what i mean like yeah and cody rose is like the aew guy like yeah kenny is a part of aew yeah the young bucks are a part of aew but cody has sort of like become aew like he is yeah. that product so like like it, i mean even you know going to the pay-per-view with chris jericho and stuff like the we'll talk about it a little more but like that match um that match was way better than it should have been um and that's strictly because like cody runs this aew shit like with an iron yeah, fist you know what i mean like sure. he definitely yeah, does yeah, yeah. but this promo was awesome like him him getting in there and making the stakes hard as hell like four weeks into the tv he's like we haven't even done a pay-per-view yet we're like four weeks in the tv <laughs> i'll never challenge again <laughs> I like, oh, hey, hold on, hold on. If I was Shivani, I'd be like, what are you, excuse yeah, me? Yeah, what? Hold on. It's crazy. 
Yeah, that, but I mean, like, it made... Well, we have plenty of time. Like, you could probably get another title. Like, you don't need to do this. Yeah, yeah, Jericho's like, I'll face you, man. Like, it don't matter or anything. Like, yeah, we can definitely have a match. Okay, I'll put up my rights to ever face again. I, I said you could have the match, dude. I'll put up my put life my, for it. Uh, Pharaoh for it. Yeah, dude, I already said you can have the match. My wife. Okay. All right, whatever. You can have Brandy and yeah. Kong. You can have Kong too. Whatever. Okay, dude. Yeah, we'll do all that. You can have MJF while you're at it. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Everything's everything's good. Uh, But but I think what what was really coming out of it was just kind of how he's like, I don't want to be known as the guy who puts my books myself in the main events and title matches. And that's kind of why he put it on the line, I guess, is what he was saying out of this promo, right? Yeah. And it turned out best. Honestly, it turned out best case scenario for him, like at the pay per view and everything. Yeah, Um, exactly. So we'll talk about that in a minute here. Uh, we had some other really good stuff too. The Chris Jericho vignette with just the cameos out the wazoo. Like they really, they were just like, all right, brother, how can we really, they don't, they haven't, that, we talked about this the other week. They haven't done a ton of entering promos and they haven't done a ton of vignettes. They've done a couple mm. of backstage things that they've kind of botched for the most part. Um, every time they go backstage, you can barely hear the audio and oh, they, yeah. they just have audio mixing issues in general. Like, have you watched the AEW dark stuff at all? Uh, yeah, and the, the frame rate's kind of weird on Well, it like, too, the audio know. mix is just awful. It's just like, oh, it? yeah, okay. the commentary sounds like it's underwater. You can barely hear the crowd. It feels like they're, like, testing stuff out, like, every five seconds. It's just, like, this really weird feed. And I feel like and I feel like AEW has an issue with audio just in general. Like, even on the show, the TV shows and the pay-per-views. And you remember Cody Rhodes and Tony Schiavone in the limo? Like, you, oh, all you can, can hear in the limo it's just like going down the road it's just like that's all you can hear another issue is they like they mic the crowd so hot which is not a bad thing but like when the other mics aren't very good then the crowd is like talking over stuff and you're like what is they saying i can't really understand what they're saying yes yeah especially during the vignettes and stuff like that or like the the crowd was chanting scu because i think scu is still in the ring yeah yeah you can still hear them there's definitely some transition and like mic stuff they need to work out thankfully you could hear this vignette thank god because this thing was incredible so like and they haven't done too, too many the, yet the crowd well, was popping for like when they saw virgil and they were just like they knew they were the, yeah they yeah. knew they knew um which goes and to show think, the audience that they have you know i think sammy guevara was like he's the youngest aw world champion yeah that was crowd, like one of like, my favorite lines it. yeah the crowd popped so hard it was so good like yeah. the whole thing was just fantastic and i think this was like one of the first promos that i've actually like laughed out loud like literally lol'd in real life IRL, lol irl yeah it was like a legitimately funny vignette not like a oh wrestling hokey funny thing you know like oh i get that it was like a oh hot damn this is actually like legitimately like a, a joke like this is like, like a, a le- f- what you're saying like the time the fan interrupted batista and i'm like oh that's funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's not like wrestling funny it's just like it's like just real life like legitimately funny and, the uh, uh soul train jones it like ortiz or santana was saying dead ass cody yeah ass. yeah he said say some new york shit he said all right <laughs> like, that's the first time i've heard dead ass in wrestling. dude you gotta listen to the promo with uh loki and alicia a tout a, t- a two yeah um yeah alicia tout. yeah yeah they had a promo with loki where he said that she said can you tell me some New York slang? And he said, well, I can tell you. <laughs> Doing a low-key voice is so difficult because I, when I go low in my voice, it goes into the Southern accent. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know how low-key's voice is. Where he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, in New York, we say uh, dead ass. <laughs> She's like, dead ass? What does dead ass mean? He's like, oh, you know, dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> so 
gives this Loki, you know, Loki telling yeah, you gotta listen to the yeah. whole interview, man, because Loki's just like, you know, I came in with the suit, the hitman. I didn't even know about the video game. I had guns. <laughs> I put the guns on the table. Finn Balor said, "Whoa." Like, oh damn, this interview's crazy. Like, look, he's killing dudes. Yeah, that oh, dude, that motherfucker's it. crazy. Anyways, a Dino Dino Winwood's impression of Loki. That's what I think. Well, he has uh, the. We had to get him on for all impressions because he's just the best at all of them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So again, bringing it back, he's a dead ass, and they just yeah, had a lot of. They had like, the, everything the on there. Was just like, and, yeah, the Soul the Train Jones and the Breadsticks. Too, yeah. yeah, they had a bunch of funny stuff. It was just a really, it was just a really well done vignette that you don't see very often, where it's like legitimately funny things that are happening. Like, I feel like a, sometimes I feel like AEW misses on funny stuff, but like at least it feels a little more, I don't know, organic in a sense. Like, I don't, it, it feels, it feels like they're actually make. It feels like someone on Twitter would post it. You know, like it's relatable in a sense. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, at the end, Jericho's like. The, the the hardest thing I have to think about is where I'm gonna get my bubbly at the end of the night. Yeah, so like like, it's, like it, it was funny all the way through, but it still put over the match and it still put over Jericho and Cody. You know, what I mean, it still did everything that the vignette needed to do, but in between, it was like legitimately funny all the way through. Like the what? And, um, I, and I like how it was like a direct parody of the Cody promo that aired like a week ago or a week, couple weeks before that or something. So it was like a direct right. Like shot for shot parody, so that was fantastic. The South Paul reference or whatever from the the Bobsky woman. <laughs> yeah, Patricia. I think it was Patricia Bobsky. Yeah, yeah. I she think was that was it. There. She's like, I always knew Chris Jericho was going to be an AEW World Champion, and I was like, Oh my god. Yeah, they not they knocked the promo out of the park and the vignette. Like all that shit was just. This was honestly there. There were some interesting things in between and most of it had to do with commentary honestly which we'll talk more about that because they mm. the commentary was not good for full gear either and there's only one there's only one person to blame for that and I, it, 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 it ain't excalibur shivani <laughs> shivani was doing a baseball game so that's yeah i mean like this this was this was just a rough i mean like they 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 obviously have commentary issues and i don't know how many more like i feel like maybe if people keep keep mentioning it like they'll change it eventually because they ha they have to. I mean, they can't, they can't not. I mean, it is legitimately, it, it is ruining matches. And like, I'm not, and this isn't like a, this isn't like a, oh, Michael Cole saying it's boss time or Mike, you know, or Byron Saxon saying, ooh, or, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? This is yeah, something small like yeah. that. Yeah, this is like a legitimately like ruining matches and it's it's really bad um it's like almost burying talent by doing yeah, some it's of the burying, things, you know, it's it. burying the product like it's like the yeah. product doesn't matter like it's it's really really bad um like i said it's not excalibur and we'll talk about I think that the in a biggest oh okay we'll wait yeah we'll wait we'll wait because we'll there's because okay. it was awful on the pay-per-view the, the the week on tv like it was bad like they had the trent and Pac match on tv and it was awful they just jr just fucking <laughs> oh. uh but we'll talk about that in a minute um yeah, yeah i do yeah, want to yeah. quickly mention before we go into full gear um just how happy i was about the the tag the women's tag match on uh, tv last week um because we talked about it last week on the podcast where i feel like aew has just completely forgotten about this division like to the point mm -hmm. where like it's kind of almost embarrassing and it, it's it's really weird because before the Riho and Amy Sakura match on full gear, they obviously had a video package prepared. So like, obviously they had some sort of preparation. The Twitter never mentioned it. Nobody ever mentioned it. It wasn't yeah. on the countdown. It wasn't on the TV show. It's like, what is going on here? Um, but thankfully they had like a really, really well done women's tag match on TV with uh, Emmy Sakura and 
uh, Jamie Hader, and they faced up against against Riho and, and uh, Shauna, and that was just a really, really well done match. I think it was probably like the best women's TV anything they've done yet. I can't think of anything that was better than that. I don't know. No, not currently. I don't yeah, think so. I don't think so either. I, I, I think like this is like, if I'm them, like I'm taking these four, I'm taking Big Swole, and like I'm just building the entire division around these women. Like Hikaru Shida, Big Swole, and these four. And I'm just like, these are, this is our division. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. obviously have a lot of stake in Britt Baker or whatever. And, and they obviously have a lot of stake in Allie. I believe they all have positive records. But if it were, if it were me, I'm taking Amy Sakura. I'm taking Jamie Hayter, Riho, Shauna, Hikaru Shida, and Big Swole. And like, those are my six that I'm building this entire thing. Like, right. I mean, like there's, yeah. those are the women to do it. I think, you know, and you can add in people coming in and out. Um, Sadie Gibbs is someone that you can throw into the mix every once in a while too, because she's pretty good. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki is super over, and she barely did anything. She just came in for like two shows, and she's like the most yeah, over I think person. That was it. Yeah, so like you, you have a really so like compared to before the pay per view, like they have a very solid group of women that they can really do a lot of special things with. Um, and I hope they keep signing people. And and Cody said on a conference call that the women's division is going to be something that's going to be taking a lot more priority post pay-per-view i guess maybe they realized like how shittily they kind of handled this whole thing to be honest maybe the tag match woke them up a little bit i don't know it was just, i thought it was a really good i thought it was a really good match like yeah like it was just it was really really good yeah i feel like now we'll see what they can do and going forward if they're gonna continue to push them if and kenny's gonna stop playing those video games <laughs> yeah kenny's getting <laughs> stuck yeah i can't get into japan it's like no gamers allowed kenny <laughs> Why don't you go back home and start booking the women a little more, Kenny? Come on, how was that a little bit? There you can get in Japan. We'll let you back. Yeah, good. Book this division a little better. But I was really happy with the tag team match. And like, they had obviously, like, Riho and Amy Sakura had been, they've sort of been interacting on TV quite a bit. You know, they've, they've done tags together and they've done stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But they never, and this, is, this goes back to the commentary, dude. The commentary is not putting anyone over. They're not putting feuds over. It's it's truly and and it is one hundred percent truly up to the people in AEW to put to get themselves over. Yeah, exactly. Like the commentary is not doing anything for any of these people at all. Yeah, it feels like like you know all the history of them, but yeah. like they don't tell that story on commentary or tell anybody. Like Jim Ross can't even pronounce names correctly, so it's like yeah. No, I mean I like mean, I I can personally understand why someone wouldn't. Like when people, when I posted, uh, before the pay-per-view, I posted, I was like, I'm really excited for Riho versus Emi Sakura. And like, mm -hmm. I understand like that is not going to be the same for everyone else because like yeah, they exactly. don't understand. Um, and it kind of pissed me off a little bit cause I'm like, they should understand. Like, it's such a simple story. Like, Hey, this girl was really young. She got trained. She went here and now they're here and she brought her teacher with her. It's a really easy Fucking good story. Commentary could have put it over. I, I just they're not doing anything. I feel like they said I feel like they said student versus teacher thing a couple times. I don't remember when. No, they but. did, but the problem is is that they're not putting over any story. It's like passerby information. It's like oh, right. on yeah, the way yeah. to the ring. It's like, oh yeah, she's the mentor or whatever. All right. So uh JR, uh, why aren't they going for the pin? Right. It's, it's just like another stat or something. Yeah, like, it's just they're like, just reading things. They're not is. putting this anything is how much over. She weighs. This is yeah. yeah, like JR was stuck. He's like, she's 98 pounds. She's 98 pounds. She's 98 pounds. 
Oh yeah, he he got stuck on that at the pay per view too. Yeah. Right? Was, oh, we'll like, talk about that. I'm gonna talk about everything that because that 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 it was they were at their worst. Yeah, yeah, they but, were at their worst in wow, Rio's she's, match. She's great for 98 pounds. I'm yeah, they they it was at their worst. Excalibur is fantastic at calling matches, but they need someone who's gonna put over the in between stuff. You know what I mean? They need someone yeah. there, and like Jr. is not that person at all. They need someone young. They need someone like fresh that isn't jr or you know i like tony but tony's not the guy either they need someone yeah. fresh like, you remember when tna had that they had a three-man booth and they had that random dude they brought in and like i don't know if you remember this or not it was like during the hogan era they had like a three-man booth for like like a year and like yeah, i don't remember he, he, he had, who was i don't remember the dude's name whatsoever um but like he got brought in had nothing to do with the shit and then like he ended up being like a super you know good part like he was probably the best person on the fucking show because at that point, Taz, they probably had checked out. Tanae, you know, was winding down to it. was just like, this is the guy. So I feel like maybe they should do that. Maybe look, you know, go out a little bit and look into getting someone else that's willing to do research, you know, on. on... I think they tried with Alex Marvez, but it didn't work. So well, now they got to like... pit, so get someone better. Yeah, right. So they yeah. need to get someone. I think he does a lot of the research for those guys, though. Isn't he like. Guy giving all the stats and all that. He's getting all. The I feel like he doesn't do guy. anything. He just collects a paycheck and yeah, calls it. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. yeah, they definitely do need to have someone in there that's gonna fill the shoes that Jim Ross can't. Because <laughs> he has uh he's got a lot of space in them shoes. Because uh, you know, mm. it just so like the thing about him is like you can just tell when he doesn't like what he's watching, and that's very bad for. He doesn't like this whole fucking product, bro. He just doesn't like any of it. <laughs> He's like, oh, we'll you sure heard him with the Rock and Roll Express. He's like, yeah, Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Martin. And I was like, oh, yeah, now you're there, huh, JR? Okay. Ah, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know those guys, huh? Yeah, we can go ahead and kick <laughs> yeah. it into full gear here. Um, did you end we'll up watching this the... into full gear when we get to full gear? Did you Did you watch the pre-show? I did not. I did not. I did not catch the pre-show. Okay, so it but, was Britt uh, Baker versus B. Priestoli, and uh, it was just a singles match. And, like, they had a pretty short pre-show it was like 30 minutes i think um but the whole story is <laughs> all right so the story is is awful the story the story was Britt baker got hurt by Bri, b priestley she said in our business you got to protect me it's like what do you fucking mean i'm gonna beat the shit out of you like you know what i mean like that's like that <laughs> yeah. the, the whole thing was like and that's taz taz is trying to sell it. he's like yeah and taz, this, yeah taz is dude. on he's on commentary on dark. yeah so taz is on commentary and he's trying to sell it. he's like yeah you know you do gotta pr- protect the person you're in the ring with. I'm like, what? Are you like Taz? They could have sold human suplex machine. The guy that wanted to kill people. Yeah, like they they could have sold a little better. Like I understand what they were trying to do. It's like if you were in a, a you know in an MMA fight and like someone got intensely injured. Like that's that wasn't your intention when you're in the. Your intention is to win the match. And like they tried to do that, you know, with like Britt Baker was like, I my intention is to win. It's not to hurt anybody. So I, I get what yeah. they're trying to do, but the way that if they would have just cut it there, then like it probably would have been better. But she kept explaining it even more and going into it. And she just sounded like she doesn't want to get hurt wrestling. It's like, well, that's just like part of the, you know, it's part of the job. Oh, Anyways, right. yeah, yeah. Um, they go into the match. Um, B Priestley is, is you know, she get, gets her out for the Queen's Landing, which is the uh, Japanese ocean cyclone suplex. I don't know if you know what that is get her on the shoulders, cross her arms, and just fucking back bump from hell in an electric chair drop position. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she gets her up in that. Britt reverses out of it and uh, hits her with the lockjaw, which is that thing 
<laughs> the mandible claw. Yeah, yeah. So rings of Saturn. Isn't it Rings of Saturn? Yeah, Rings of Saturn. But it puts her hand. So, by the way, Britt Baker also has the flu, and she put her fucking hand all in, in DC's <laughs> mouth. She's like, yeah, yeah, you can get the flu now. Um, so, yeah, that was. Uh, that, it was okay. I mean, and that's like the biggest thing with Britt is like, it's just okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like they're, they were pushing. I don't know anymore, but originally they were pushing her as like the top. But I don't know if that's the case anymore. This this match was definitely better than Sean Spears and Joey Janela. That's what I was. Tr- that's what I. That's what I was trying to say is that I feel like you could have switched the pre-show out a little bit. I, I feel like while Britt Baker and B is not like a blowaway by any means, it at least mm. had something to it. It had at least something that people could grasp on and understand. And while the the dentist she did the promo Tony and she was just like she started talking about dentistry and she started talking about how she was gonna stick her finger in the veneer and stuff. It's just like. Huh, you are indeed a dentist. And while that and while <laughs> and while that is very overly done, it is at least something that people can remember. I was out to I was out to eat with dinner tonight with my friend before the show, and I was like, Hey, do you remember that wrestler? Uh the, do you remember Britt Baker? And he's like, Yeah, the dentist. And I'm like, he doesn't watch wrestling, Tony. <laughs> he doesn't watch wrestling and he remembered the, that she was a dentist. The dentist. It yeah. Works. So yeah. like while it might be overly done in a way, it at least works in some sense. I guess so, it sells the lock jaw too, right? Because she yeah. knows how to manipulate the right. jaw. Yeah, she gets. To... That's what she was saying. She's like, "I'll get it in there. I'll hit your nerve, and then you'll tap out because you can't breathe or something." I'm like, okay, well, like that's pretty cool or whatever. If yeah. I ever have a toothache, I'm never going to her because she's gonna put the lock jaw on you. Yeah, she's gonna put lock jaw on you while she has the flu. Like, oh. manipulate the nerve. Ew, B is disgusting. gonna get sick. She's gonna have a plane ride from hell, just being sick with the flu, trying to get back to Japan. That's gonna be rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like I would. If it was me booking the card, I'm switching Sean Spears and that match because while it wasn't blow away by any means, it was an okay match, and like they, you know, they worked it out and it ended up being good. It was probably one of the better, if not, it's probably the single best Britt Baker match that she's had since joining AEW, which. I don't know. You can figure out if that's a good thing. Or <laughs> but not. again, you said that your friend knew who Doctor Britt Baker was. Yeah, adventures. like she resonates so, with people. Like he, he legitimately only. A, I think he watched the very. I'm talking about. It was like the very first, like before it was AEW, dude. I'm talking about like all in. Like okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is like way. Yeah, and he remembered that, and he just watched like a little bit of it, and he remembered the dentist, and I said. Well, I mean, you know, if it works, it works. And if it gets over people, it gets over people, you know, like people complain about no gimmicks or whatever, but they finally presented with a gimmick. And it's just like, I don't know, man, maybe not too much of a gimmick. It's just like, okay, it works. Yeah. But uh, it was, it was probably her best. It was probably her best match. Um, anyways, moving on, we had, uh, proud and powerful and, uh, the young bucks match first. So. That was an interesting decision to go first, yeah? Yeah, I think so, but they want to put their tag stuff over, right? Right. It's just like this match went almost twice as long as the triple threat. And it, you know, most of the time when you do an opener, you like you expect it to go like right out the gate, just like crazy, you know, like especially with AEW, which is a lot of like uh, the, the psychology is just different, you know, where like people are able to kick out of things and, you know, mm-hmm. th- you know what I mean? So like, I probably would like, I'm just thinking like, you know, card wise, I probably would have switched this match, especially cause when I saw the match going a little bit further and I saw Nick selling the leg and all that stuff. I'm like, man, this definitely feels like a later in the card kind of match. Oh, right. Yeah. I see. What Does that make about. sense? 
Yeah, when he was selling, when he kicked the post, and then he was selling that, and they were working that for a while. Yeah, I, like I, I definitely see. I, yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, Nick falling off the ropes when they went for the Meltzer driver was really cool. Like yeah, he, was, he bumped like shit. That dude like felt like he took that bump. I was like, oh, okay, like, that was cool. Um, I say I love Santana and Ortiz too, dude. They're awesome. Like that was a that was such a good get for them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They were like the hottest free tag team at the like again, we were talking about like top tier tags. Yeah, yeah. Like we were talking about them. They definitely are top tier. Yeah, they're fucking sweet. Uh like best in the biz. That turned out great. Um it's just like I said, I it was a good match. Uh the pay, the pacing was good and like the you know, working <laughs> people love that. Like they, they love the limb targeting storytelling. They love that stuff. You know? <laughs> people love that. <laughs> they love that limb target storytelling. Like, I don't know why. But yeah, it it's just like that's like the most basic like wrestling psychology ever, and people are like uh, this is crazy, man. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Nick ends up hurting his leg, and that's why they end up losing to to Proud and Powerful, which uh, works out pretty good. Like I said, I just think maybe if you would have switched the the maybe the the three way and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely would probably switch the three way and and end that match. But Proud and Powerful looked awesome in this entire match. The Rock and Roll Express came out afterwards, and they were like going crazy. Oh. Bro, the boys were <laughs> cracked out and ready to fight. That shit was ready. I was like, oh damn, the boys are slapped off some fucking somas, bro. They got they got yeah, Zans on the wall. Tope Suicido or something. Yeah, hit a Tope Suicido out of the out of the ring, and he came back in the ring. He said, "Let me hit this Canadian destroyer." I said, "Oh, <laughs> here it goes." They probably, you know, when they were put through the stage, it was probably like, all right, you could put it through the stage if we get to yeah, do this. Yeah, dude, the Canadian Destroyer single-handedly, like, gave these dudes another, like, five or six years of relevance. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? That's absolutely that insane. just become, like, a suplex and a DDT at oh, this point, right? Dude, Britt Baker did it in the opener and be kicked <laughs> out. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, but she beat her by putting her hand in her mouth. It's like, dude, what the hell is this? You remember when Peter Adam Williams Cole did, did it that? on WWE, too, dude. He he uh yeah. against Daniel Bryan. He set him up for the Panama Sunrise and then did the last shot. It's like this is a power driver. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> when Petey Williams did that move, it was like that was it, man. That was the move. Yeah, of yeah. The year. It, ended it was people. voted like best move of the year out of any wrestling move, and it was like well, it's, it's interesting because like when I watch indies and stuff, like I expect it, but like when I watch like WWE or AEW or something, maybe I just maybe like the expectations are just different. So like when I see a Canadian destroyer in these companies, I'm like, whoa, like that's it. But then like Adam Cole's like setting him up for a different move with it. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, that's just like a setup to his finish. It's yeah, like, that's what? so it's such an interesting dynamic in that sense because I did I never I honestly never expected big the bigger companies to like have it be like that. But yeah, and I it's mean, like it some of the people really shouldn't be doing the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> Brit Baker should probably not be doing the Canadian Destroyer. It doesn't look great when she does it. Um, you know, Ricky Morton does one hell of a Canadian Destroyer, so I give him that much. You keep doing yeah, all you start, want, brother. Yeah, Brit Baker, just keep sticking your hand out of people's throats. Yeah, the, I'm actually cool with the lockjaw. Maybe not the Canadian Destroyer. Let Ricky Morton <laughs> take that over. I, I wouldn't be surprised they let them have a little run. I, I, I did. I, I guarantee they at least have one Rock and Roll Express match somewhere on on one of these cards. It's gonna be like they could have like Lucha Bros versus Rock and Roll Express or something. And they could. I promise you, they could carry them through something. Dude, private party or something. Let's make it. Happen. Yeah, you could. De- like, I was gonna say private party, but I feel like they need someone like. To kind of command. Just imagine the story that they could tell with rock and roll and private party. <laughs> yeah, they could have a lot of fun. I think there, I think that would be some some really stupid like stupid shit. And I think it'd be fun. The um, there's, there's a lot. They're the, yeah, N- they're the NWA tag champs. I think Rock and Roll Express, unless they already lost them. 
<laughs> yeah, know, isn't that crazy? They're the NWA tag champs right now. <laughs> They're cracked out champs, baby. They're ready to go. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they haven't lost them yet, but like I'm also pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're the, the NWA tag champs. That's why when I saw them get powerbomb through the stage, I was like, whoa, this guy crazy. Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, still looking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they they a lot of these matches ended that way too, where like someone lost and then they just kept their heat afterwards. But like they jumped the they they jumped the fence and attacked proud and powerful. And I was like, wow, that's uh yeah. They're, they're since October first, they're the tag champions. Yeah, so. they're still the NWA tag oh, no, champs. They, they defeated. Oh, they defeated. They defeated like uh, Bram and something, right? Yeah, Thomas, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and Royce Isaacs during yeah second day of the NWA power taping. So they're the current champions. Yeah, so. they're the current NWA tag champs. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's, that's just wild. nuts, man. That's absolutely nuts. Um fuck dude that was some cool stuff I, I i really i really enjoyed that the after bits of this match um this wasn't like a match of the year or anything but it was like a solid you know like it, it definitely like got some people over and we got to see ricky morton do a canadian destroyer on you yeah, know now that, now that i think about it the cards should have been flopped a little bit because they had the i totally forgot about the canadian destroyer and all the crazy shit so yeah that done some placement yeah that definitely could have been switched with the triple threat i think like that probably would have been the way to go especially because they, they like the it was the it was pacing like the 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 card went um you know leg psychology match into adam page and Pac into sean spears it's like <laughs> this this definitely like if they would have put the triple threat first and then done um adam page and Pac, and then maybe done like I don't know. They could have switched it up a little bit. That's why I still think Sean Spears and Britt Baker's match would have switched because if it would have went, if it would have went, uh, Young Bucks and Proud and Powerful, Adam Page and Pac, Britt Baker and B Priestley, you know, like they definitely could have that mm. one. Even just switching the pre-show and Sean Spears changes that quite a bit. Um, but by the time we got to the Sean Spears match, I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna use the bathroom and I'll be back whenever this is over with. <laughs> um, right. We had Adam Page and Pac face off. They went pretty long to be honest i think it was a 30 minute time limit but they went pretty long um adam page ended up beating Pac on that one uh and uh i mean i kind of saw like i i expected adam page to win just because i feel like what they're doing is like he'll lose on tv quite a bit but though he'll win on pay-per-views right sort of thing because yeah, like people remember that they, a little more they, they kind of um, still want to put adam page as like one of the top guys of the like you know still a title contender for this i don't i yeah i just um you know, I know Marcus fucking loves Adam Page. Mar- like, I'll yeah, have to get Marcus's take on Adam Page soon. Yeah, but. I'm just like not super in love with him, I guess. I definitely like Pac a lot more. I feel like Pac is definitely like one of the better guys that they have. Um, he had that little bit of an issue on TV with the referee. I can't remember who the ref was. Was it Bryce Rensburg? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Bryce, yeah, yeah on the last episode where finish. they did the weird pin thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he went for the black arrow, and then Bryce went to count it, and then like, I guess Bryce thought he was going to kick out, but he didn't kick out, so the pin was blown. Um, That's just a little bit of an issue. It's nothing crazy, but it was just it was against. I think Trent. maybe there was like a miscommunication. If it was supposed to be like a, because then he just slapped in the whatever. What's he that's calling? Just, it, I think that was just because yeah, it's a brutalizer is what he calls it. Yeah, um, yeah, so I think it was just kind of like, oh, well, I'll just do this then. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it's because it Pac matter. is just like a professional. He's like, oh, blown finish, brutalizer. <laughs> I yeah. think I think that's more probably more so. Uh, what happened but uh, I mean Adam Page and Pac had a match it's just like sometimes I feel like these AEW matches just go they just go and go just to go if that makes sense so like this match was like 20 minutes long and I feel like it could have been like 12 and it would have been like the same match 
like Adam Page and Pac just pissed around for a few minutes and just like did nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's like a yeah, that's not even that's not even an AEW issue. That's just an issue in Western wrestling. It's just an issue in New Japan too. It's an issue in just wrestling period right now. Where like we just piss around for ten or twenty minutes before we start getting into the match, and like you can you can argue that that's uh, psychology or storytelling, but like if it doesn't add to whatever you're doing, then like you're just pissing in the wind sort of thing. You know, like when Ric Flair used to do his 60 minute, like if you watch any of the older Ric Flair 60 minute yeah. joints, like they're just pissing in the wind for half an hour before they go into their spots. Like yeah. no, no <laughs> one's remembering. That's why I was like with, with Chris Jericho Cody. I'm like, man, I hope they don't go an hour. Cause like, it's already difficult enough to remember your spots for like a half hour match. Trying to remember spots for a 60 minute match is just pissing in the wind, dude. It's just like, you'll never remember any of these. And like, yeah. you'll, you'll just drop a headlock in and like, you know, just kind of waste your time. And, and I just feel like a lot of wrestling is like that right now. We're like, because the heat's different, right? The heat's different wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. like you just don't get that same heat. Like if you locked in a headlock, like it's not building babyface symp- uh, sympathy anymore. It's just sort of like, everyone's like, oh, can you get to the next spot already? <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think on. they should get, I don't think they should throw away all, all spots like that or anything. I don't think they should throw away like, uh, stuff like that. I feel like they just wrestling just needs to adapt to that. Like if someone locks in a headlock, sell it a little more. You know what I mean? Like it's just like wrestling's got to adapt to that sort of thing. Because right now it's just like drop the headlock so we can get ready to do the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess what you're saying is like they could have cut ten minutes of their stuff out and it still would have been fine. Right. Yeah. Could've... I don't think I don't think this match needed to go twenty minutes or anything. It definitely didn't do Was Adam Page any favors. Was this the point? I feel like this was when Jim Ross started getting bad. Uh, Jim Ross wasn't at his absolute worst until the women's match. Surprise, surprise. But I feel like he was kind of like, go for the cover, get the pin, why are they wasting? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was was definitely in the Joey Janela match, and it was definitely in the private party match. Um, Adam Page and Pac was pretty okay. I think for the most part, they... You know they fight with a lot of urgency. I, it's it's like whenever Pac climbs the ropes and he's trying to settle himself before doing the Black Arrow. Jim Ross is like, oh, he's taking a quite a bit of time. Well, yeah, Jim Ross, because he's doing a goddamn six thirties corkscrew fucking senton <laughs> off the top rope. You dumbass! Like I can't believe that's even a conversation. Like yeah, he's taking a lot of time because he doesn't want to fucking die. Like what? He's about to flip like halfway around the world and <laughs> yeah, land on like, that. And Jim Ross is like, oh, he's taking. Yeah, I wish he would just get his ass off the ropes and pin him already. He's like, let him do his move, please. This is a spectacle, man. Like just let him do this move. Uh, not everybody can do a black arrow. Chill, man. Excalibur's losing his mind. Black arrow. And, and Jim Ross is like, well, you know, you're gonna get a two count anyways. It's like, all right, <laughs> damn. He yeah, didn't get all of that one. Should've it didn't get, it didn't get bad until the... To 10. Yeah, Joey, the Joey Janela match in the, the all private party was... Oh my God, it was awful. Um, but it didn't get like... It didn't get ultimately bad until Riho and, and Emi Sakura. That was the <laughs> pit. God, it sounded... Oh, oh, I can't wait to talk about that one. Oh, um, but yeah, Paige okay. beating Pac like, makes sense. Like, whatever. It was just like... I just felt like the... It, it's, it's funny because like I said, if they would have just you know switched around a couple of the matches, it, the pacing would have been a lot better and I think a lot of the matches would have been a lot more. Um, yeah, and they didn't need to go 20 minutes for this type of yeah, match Yeah, I don't anyway. think they needed to. I, it definitely felt like it went a little long. Um, Sean Spears <laughs> and Tully Blanchard, uh, <laughs> they end up beating Joey Janela in a match. Um, the chairman. He's the chairman. 
Yeah, AEW does a lot of stuff where the lights go off. I was like, what's happening? Uh, yeah, but it was just the chair. Yeah, every time. There was a lot, actually, now that you mentioned, there was a lot of lights out moments. In the, That's what I'm Ross saying. Like, and I felt like Jim Ross was clueless because he's like, oh, what's going on? And then I, was I, like, feel, I feel like they don't tell the commentary anything. Like, yeah, yeah, something's happening. And I'm like, did, did the stream go down? Like, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, um, oh. It's just the chairman. <laughs> the chairman with his dad. <laughs> yeah, here is his grandpa. He's on his little hoodie. Oh, he don't, yeah, he like, don't why know. Why does he still have doing. the 10 thing? Like, I don't know. He don't know either. Like, it's just, I, I, I just can't imagine anyone, like, that's what I was saying. They should have put this on the pre-show. Like, enough. It's like Sean Spears is just kind of just uninteresting. It, it, he's the chairman, but he doesn't even use the chair anymore. It's just like. Who are you now? I hope you I hope you like walks by Cody one time backstage and Cody's like, why do you still have that chair? Like I already beat you. Like it's you weird because like if he would have asked Joey and said, Can I hit you in the head with a chair? He said, You should hit me twice. Like, you know what I mean? They could have definitely got the chairman. Like he has to have they did the chairman thing and then he ditched it. And he's just like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm not doing the chairman. I just have this. This is a cool thing for his entrance where he sits yeah, down and then Right. And it's just up. like hit. Like Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc, you could stab them in the neck with a knife and they'd be like, yeah, do it again. <laughs> so like hitting him in the head with a chair is just like whatever. Or just using the chair in general, you know, at all. maybe don't like do unprotected headshots every week. And just dance with it. I don't care, man. Just do something, uh, anything, because regular Sean Spears chair, locking man. in. Yeah, he's a, he's regular Sean Spears locking in like fucking sharpshooters and stuff. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well. Yeah. And Joey yeah. saved the man. I'm sure... You know, they, they did the spot where Joey ends up getting tied up to the ropes or whatever. Um, you remember that where he tied his ponytail onto the yeah. ropes? Yeah. Um, that was that was a cool spot. But, like, you know, other than that, it was just like a match. And I just don't care about Sean Spears. Yeah, I don't think it really benefits either of them in this sense. You know what I mean? Like, neither of them were like, oh, yeah, they look better after this. Sean Spears. What a weird dude. With his dad. With his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here comes Grandpa. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Of Sean Spears comes down the ramp and sits in a chair. It's like, oh, I guess Grandpa's coming out now. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they were real hot on Sean right when he came in. And then they're like, we're doing this chair thing with Cody. And then after his Cody program, it's kind of like, yeah, we really don't know. Just bring the chair out and sit down. I was surprised Cody they even be booked you. this. Like, I was like, wow. Like, out of anything, you could have booked. Darby Allen wasn't on this show. I would have booked Darby Allen in something like. Why the hell would you book Darby Allen's just sitting in the crowd? I've been like, damn, fuck this Sean Spears shit. Like, I'll get Darby Allen in here and he'll tear the house down with somebody, anybody. They didn't have yeah. a lot of people on the card. Jura uh, Jurassic Express wasn't on the card. Darby Allen wasn't on the card. You know, uh, an entire group of women weren't on the card. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like there's like a very big amount of people that they just didn't do anything with. It's like, oh, Sean Spears is definitely the move for our one out of four pay per views of this year. It's just like, Oh, right. Yeah. Interesting decision that I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would have done, but, uh, I like Joey Janela. A lot of people don't seem to dig him too much, but like, he's pretty fucking creative and like, he comes yeah, up I, with, I dig cool Joey Janela. Yeah. Like, I mean, they tried to like, he came out with the GCW shirt. He said no more garbage wrestling, but then they just had like a regular wrestling match. And it's just like, yeah, like Joey didn't even try to gimmick anything, you know, I don't even get like, I was like, all right, no more garbage. wrestling. Okay. Makes sense. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, Joey right. didn't even try to do anything crazy. He just like wrestled a match. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, like, okay, I guess at least it was short. That, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I thought they were going to do. Like, I don't know. Like he was like, he does. He like, if Sean Spears said no more garbage wrestling and then like, he did garbage wrestling. 
would be yeah, uh, interesting chair, story. Like weapons and yeah, yeah, that would be great. Actually, wouldn't that's actually not the worst thing ever. So like, if he's doing the no more garbage wrestling, like he should definitely win by doing garbage wrestling shit. You know, like that's definitely the there. Move. You go. There's his gimmick, chairman. No more garbage wrestling. Use a chair all the time. Yeah, just do garbage wrestling. Like that. Like that's <laughs> that's what a heel does. You know, if you're a bad dude, like you say you're good. You say like we just you come hate up this with shit. The, we just save Sean Spears. Yeah, Sean, go ahead, take that, buddy. You can have that one for free. <laughs> 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 oh, that were free. We had uh, we had SoCal uncensored. Uh, they defeated the Lucha Bros in private party, and this match was quick, man. This is a, that's what I'm saying. They should have switched this around. This one only went like ten or fifteen minutes. It was like a, for a triple threat. Like this one blew by. Uh, bam, yeah, bam, 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 did. Iron them bitches out. I did not. SoCal uncensored just won randomly. They just said boom, SCU later, and then that was it. And, like they just won. I was like, whoa, what the? That's kind of crazy, ain't it? Like they didn't do nothing. Like. They literally were just getting started. Like, especially when it comes to like private party and Lucha Bro tags outside of this match. I thought this was going to get nuts. I thought like they were going to go like wild, yeah. right? Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, I was like, again, when you, like you said, when it ended, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this is just getting started. You know what I mean? Like, it won't bad, but like, yeah, I was like, damn. SC you later and that's, call it. I'm sure JR loved it. I was like, woo! Hell yeah! Oh yeah, this happened again. That's what I was talking about with the JR thing. So Private Party is whooping some ass, right? And uh, I think it was, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Mark Quinn ends up going up to the top rope or he's about to, to, to go for a move. And like, he looks over and like, he's getting ready. And I think JR just has an issue with these dudes going to the top rope period. I think he's just like Bill Watts or something. He just fucking hates top rope shit. <laughs> Bill so like, he, he's going to go over to the top rope. And he's getting ready to do his big, you know, I can't remember what he did, but he was getting ready to do a move. And like JR is having a, just a fucking hissy fit over. He's like, oh, he's wasting time. He's wasting time. It's like, because it, God damn, he's got to get to the top rope. It takes a minute to, to like process. Like I'm about to do a flip. Like it takes a second to, to get through that. Um, and he just did not let that go the entire match. And like it, he just, he buries the Lucha Bros too. Whenever they do matches and stuff too, like, Whenever Phoenix Which is goes wild crazy. because they're like the best tag team in the world right now. Yeah, Phoenix went so nuts. Like, he went like rope to turnbuckle to other rope to flip. I was just like, wow. Or like, yeah, you know, or was... like when Excalibur calls moves and stuff. He's like, oh, the tornado and stuff. And he's like, oh, you mean a dive? It's like, dude, can you shut up? Like, yeah, I just. At one point, there was like an STO and Jim Ross called it a rock bottom. So there was that. Oh, yeah. And then later on in the evening, he's like, Devon, get the tables. What does that do for this? <laughs> Devon's not here. <laughs> Devon's not here, and that's another promotion. That Jim Ross was talking about the five. He was like, "Oh, they they're, the refs supposed to get them out in a five count when they're in the ring, you know, like during tag." Yeah, matches yeah, 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 yeah. But AEW has established that it's ten seconds during tag matches. I don't know if you ever caught that, but they definitely has. Yeah, I see them counting it. Yeah. It's a yeah, 10 right. count in the ring, not a five. And Jim Ross was like, they got to get them out of the ring. It's supposed to be a five count. I'm like, I feel like they Bro. keep either they're either commentaries in the dark for everything or Jim Ross is just like blatantly ignorant to everything around him. Like there's got to be something. I think Jim is just so set in like the ways of wrestling that he knows. And AEW's kind of changing it up a little bit. And so he's kind of like, wait, that doesn't make sense to my old school wrestling knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he's not like he's not even he's not I, I don't know the word really. He's not communicating with the audience, if that makes sense. Like he's not nothing that's coming out of his mouth is like a super big deal. Like it's just words like they what AEW needs to do is get someone that's hungry in that position. Like I feel like if they took Golden Boy 
and like did more with Golden Boy, they could really transform him. That's what I was him. thinking. And they could, I feel like, like he doesn't need to be a backstage interviewer. No, I mean, he's good at that, but like he's also just like a really good commentator, period. And I feel like they could take him and like really mold him into like the one of the new voices of this company, especially with Excalibur by his side, you know, if they just wanted to. They just have to have someone hungry. JR's not hungry anymore, and that's always going to be the issue is, like, he doesn't give a shit. Like, it, you know, if like, they dropped him from the company tomorrow, he'd be like, oh, okay, good run. You know, like, maybe it's still, like, a growing pains thing with them. Like, I don't think they really have anybody that's giving, like, direction to commentary because they're like, oh, well, we have legend Jim Ross. We have legend Tony Schiavone, so yeah. we'll be fine. It's like, no, you kind of, even though Jim Ross has been here for a while, he's been in the biz, you still need to give him some direction on how you want your product to be told, the stories you want to tell, because Jim Ross ain't telling any stories about any of these wrestlers. I wonder if Cody, after losing that match, I wonder if he, I wonder if he goes back to a, a, a more, like, overview, like a Vince position. Like, if he's not going to, ch- like, I doubt it, but I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, like, he does his MJF thing, he puts over MJF. And then, like, what if he just goes into that position, you know? And he like, and then now Cody is like, he's already so over. And like, whenever they need to use him for a match, they can use him. Yeah, if that makes sense. They could definitely do that with him if they wanted to. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, just like have him for the big shows. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like this this tag was dope. I mean, like thirteen minutes is a quick in and out. Lucha Bros. Once again, it doesn't like it, it's crazy. They're not the tag champs, and it's funny because SCU won, and I swear to God, they started booing. <laughs> Like SCU wanted to like they just right. Uh, then then Daniels came out in the Pentagon gear. It, the the arena went black again because it keeps doing that. And then Daniels came in and I you know the second he he hit the STO I was like that is Daniels. The second I looked into his eyes and said that's Daniels and I was like that is the Dan. And he brought back the fallen angel face paint. He was over dude. The crowd loves Christopher Daniels. Um and that'll be interesting. I understand to see how that him returning out. or whatever, but I'm just kind of like did we really need to do the Pentagon thing like. I don't know. Didn't Chris Jericho do that once? Yeah, he dressed up as Pentagon and then codebreakered him, right? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it got a big pop. It was probably, it got a bigger pop than, like, anything in the match. So, yeah, I guess, like, it worked out. That's true. That's true. Um, But I just kind of, like, I'm over the lights go out and then there's, like, a guy in a mask dressed as another guy. And it's, yeah, the best one was the lights go out and then Cody's in the ring. Why did the lights go out for this? (laughs) (laughs) That was the best one. Was Cody just in the ring in a jacket? Oh. They okay. want the old school feel, you know, when the lights go out, they come back. That's ECW right there. No, nah, I mean, that's fine. Like, whatever. It, it's not the end of the world. It's just funny. Like, I just expect the lights to go out every show now. Like, I just expect Cody to be in the ring in a fucking sports jacket. We have a lights out match, too. They love that shit. They love turning the lights off. Like, it's a lot of money to run these babies. <laughs> they figured out how to push one button to turn the lights. Oh, we could do this. That's yeah, hopefully they learn how to uh, audio mix on, you know, the next couple of weeks. That would be really, really cool. Ooh. That's one of my biggest yeah. things. But Lucha but Bros yeah, fired cool off. See Daniels, he was... Daniel, Daniels was super over and he had the face paint and that was sick. So Yeah, but the Lucha Bros fired off in this match. And I, that's what I'm saying is like, I still don't know. They should probably be the tag champs. I mean, like, just because like they are far and beyond the best tag team on this whole roster. No, they they have the silver medals. Yeah, they came yeah. out with the medals and they were like, number Private two. Private Party has the bronze medals. I'm just like, Dude, right. yeah, is that oh, what yeah. we're doing? Yeah, Lucha, okay, so what what needs to happen, obviously, is Lucha Bros has got to, they got to win the straps off of SCU because whatever reason, and then like, they have to go straight into Jurassic Express. Like that's, like that's the money feud is Jurassic that's Express. Their, yeah, that's probably at their next like big, I'm thinking maybe they build to that like for their big, whatever their big Your next favorite, yeah, the next one. I, I all mean, in their big one, is that their WrestleMania? All in? 
Maybe, actually, yeah, maybe. Um, so you build to that, I guess. I don't know. But well, yeah, you know, Luchasaurus be... is out for X amount of months. I don't remember how long it is. It's a while, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, they have time. So, like, but I think yeah. the money is Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express. Like, that's definitely... Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure they see that. I mean, they'd be dumb not to see that. So, they're probably, like, slow building to that. Yeah. And I think Private Party will grow eventually to be, like, one of the teams, too. Like, they're they're really good. Um, They're, like, they're not as good as the Lucha Bros, but, like, they're getting there, if that makes sense. Yeah, and they connect with people, too. So, that always, that always yeah. helps. Well, we have... uh. Riho versus Emi Sakura, which is the AEW Women's World Championship match. Riho ends up winning. They get a good amount of time. They do what they need to do. It, it was good. I really enjoyed the match. I, I don't know how you felt about it, but I, I really, really liked it. I thought they, this is my match of the night, but obviously. I, 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 just couldn't, I just could not get by Jim Ross, man. He, like, <sighs> he straight up, like, ruined this whole thing. Like, he, at one point, I don't know what he, he was just, Bumbling and stumbling, and Jr. was legit. He was legitimately getting pissed at Emi Sakura's name, like legitimately <laughs> yes, getting he upset. He was like, he, he was, was like, he, God he, damn it! Like, just say, <laughs> just say. If you can't say Emi, that's fine. Just say Sakura, Sakura. I give up. I don't know why I don't you know can't say Emi. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's just like Jr. Like, well, first off, you have to understand. Like, he has to understand how her name is written in. Japanese text because it's different. Like he, like he, it, he's correct to say Amy because that's that is technically how you say it because e in Japanese is eh, so it's it is pronounced like Emmy. So it, like with like Jr. Southern accent, it does come across as Amy, but he said yeah. Amy. <laughs> he said Amy, <laughs> and um. And the they biggest issue to, was they like dwelled on it for way too long. Because he started like, getting pissed. He started getting pissed about it. He's like, Emmy, Emmy, Amy, Sakura. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Just shut up. Just don't say the name anymore, dude. This is horrible. All, all Jim Ross said the entire match was, that was 98 pounds. That was 98 <laughs> pounds. She's 98 pounds. And like, they're trying to run through this story of, of mentor and student. Like they're, this match is really good. And like, commentary is just abysmal like excalibur knows bits and pieces and he's trying his hardest to to pull this together but jim ross is just interrupting him at every moment to say 98 pounds she's a lady and like oh she did it like what are you saying like you're not that's what i'm saying is like jim ross is not adding any like he he is this match if if like if there was a way to get this match with no commentary it would have been a hundred times better yeah, even on the countdown to this show, they didn't even have any promotion for it. Yeah, not even on the countdown. They didn't even mention it all. Like, crazy. Like, in the dude, when they came out on the entrance, first off, I, I'm so sick of talking about JR already. So, <laughs> so they come out to do the, the intro. And, and Emi Sakura's whole gimmick is she really likes Freddie Mercury and she loves Queen. We've done that. She's done that since Double or Nothing. That was goddamn six months ago. That was a long time ago. That's a half a year ago. She's been dressing like Queen. JR. I don't understand why she has the mustache. Because <laughs> she likes Queen a lot. If he has to say it one more... She has literally, every single time 
She has come to the ring, has dressed the exact same way with the exact same mannerisms, and has done the exact same thing every single match. She explained on Twitter why she says, ah, 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 before she does the hair throw because of her trainer. Okay, she explained that she does the we will rock you because she likes Queen because she comes out like Freddie Mercury. How much more do you need to fucking understand what is going on? Like, I feel like he is just it's like so blindly ignorant that he's not even trying. It's not even a, it's not even a a a effort at all to, to, to learn about anyone on the roster, even a small tad bit, even a little bit. I just, uh, you know what I mean? It's just annoying. It's fucking, it's, it's just really, really annoying. And it's just, it's, it's starting to just get to me, Tony. It's taking a toll, man. It's taking a toll. With I'm mentally, I'm wrestling. mentally dying out here, man. I just can't take it. It's I watch too in. much wrestling with no commentary that like when I have to tune into fucking wrestling with commentary, it pisses me off. <laughs> like I watch too much wrestling with no commentary or in Japanese commentary. So I don't got to fucking deal with that shit. And like I come over here and I got to listen to this. I'm like. Uh, it's rough man it's because this women's stuff is your favorite and then jim ross is just ruining it for you it's so bad it's it's the pits but i digress uh off this situation here i did really really enjoy this match and uh you know i I, if you don't want to count the lights out match at the end like this was easily the best match on the on the card to me that's not a real match anyway it didn't that's what i'm saying if you don't want to count that uh, then it didn't even happen right it's not in the records book um, so we, we have Chris Jericho and Cody. They brought over, uh, Keiji Mudo for some reason. <laughs> they said, we're going to have judges. They had Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, and Keiji Mudo, who was the great Muda. Uh, they brought him over to sit there for half an hour. So that he was just great. sat there, did nothing. There was like nothing. It just like, they showed him once, I think. Yeah. If the match was, if the match were to go 60 minutes. Then they would have gone to the judges. The match only went a half hour, so we didn't have to use the judges. I hope and pray that every single championship match from now on has Keiji Muto at ringside for no reason. <laughs> Just sitting there, not doing anything. <laughs> Dude, that was so hilarious because they didn't. That you would think like having Keiji Muto ringside would be like a big deal, but like it just like randomly panned over, and the Great Muto's here too. What? The Great Muto. <laughs> Yeah, they would have been. <laughs> Almost we got the great moon. <laughs> Get on down there. <laughs> what the hell is he doing here? said that. I almost forgot the great moon. They didn't have any. Here. Yeah, they didn't have anybody talk or anything. They're just like, oh, they're here. And then Chris Jericho went and fucked with Dean Malenko for a second. It's like, oh, okay. Um, the match was better. Like I like I was talking to Tony before we went live. Um, I feel like AEW has like a Midas touch in a way. Um. Where like this for all for all purposes, this match shouldn't have been as good as it was. Um, but it feels like AEW is just like they're almost like on a roll in the sense of like anything they do ends up being good, <laughs> which is weird. Um, you know, big title match. Uh, Jericho and Cody are not the most interesting workers nowadays. I mean, like Jericho is awesome and I love him. Uh, Cody, you know, he's really supported by the audience and like. It, like I said, it's just like a Midas touch in a way. Like this match shouldn't have been that great, but like, of course, 15 seconds in, Cody fucking hardways himself on the ramp off a of, of Suicida. And it's like, insane. it's like, oh, now the match is good because Cody's busted wide open. And like, it, it, you know what I mean? It's just like a Midas touch where like, if Cody didn't bust himself open, if he didn't get hardway, if he didn't get blood early, 
Like this match would have went completely different. It would have staled out pretty early, but it didn't because it's just like they can do no wrong. It's like Cody throws his head fucking head first into the ramp. And now all of a sudden, oh, Midas Touch this is pretty good. Yeah, that was wild, dude. I was cringing the entire time and I was like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Yeah, and Jericho with his just, he brought, he brought, my favorite part was Jericho brought a weight belt to this match just to yeah. use it to slap the piss out of him. Jeez, and JR please. didn't say he's beating him like a scalded dog. I was like, you got to be kidding me. What are you here for? If you're not oh, going to say, mule. yeah, he didn't, mule. he didn't say any of that shit. He just said, he's hitting him. I was like, oh, okay. You're not going to like one liners that we pay you for. You can't even get those. In. Yeah. You didn't even get that. Like, I'm pretty sure Jericho did that to get those one liners in there. And JR still missed the boat on that. It's like, come on, bro. Hey, we're going to have you do it. Uh, Jake Hager was a big part of this one. He kept interfering uh, before uh, referee Aubrey Edwards, almost called her Aubrey yes. Hepburn, uh, <laughs> uh, ejected Jake Hager. Uh, MJF was in Cody's corner. Uh, Jericho ends up making, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to say submit. Um, Jericho gets Cody in a lion tamer and just cranks that bitch back. Cranks it. And MJF ends up throwing in a towel. A legitimate towel, by the way. I'm not talking about... Usually you throw a, a flag or a little handkerchief in the ring. He threw a whole fucking beach towel in the ring. He just took a whole big-ass white towel and said... Yeah, that's it. We're done. Yep, and that called the match. And uh, I guess Cody lost, so he can never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Um, I'm sure they'll come up with something. Like I said, it's wrestling, so you can write around that no matter what. Like you can find yeah. a way to get around it, which is like, which is like one of the biggest things. Is like, I, that's why I don't understand why wrestling is so afraid to have stakes. Like when you look at like the Seth Rollins and the and the Fiend or whatever, like you can write around a ton of shit. Like you didn't have to end it like that. Like you could have ended it any other way possible because like nothing exists in wrestling until you make it exist. So that's true. Yeah, you could do whatever you want. So like, if Cody lost here, then now you have to go into you have to sit down and go. So how does Cody get around this obstacle, right? Because that's just what you do in writing. It's why you do in stories too. Well, it's easy. I mean, Cody never actually submitted MJF during the towel. So there you go. Yeah, you can do anything you want. Like you can make anything, anything a possibility. Um, and I think the MJF turn was, I think this was the right time to do it. Um, a lot of people were like, how did a heel turn heel? <laughs> Which I thought was funny, but like, obviously the story they told was that MJF and Cody are boys and they were like, Cody and... We talked about that for a while, about how we like the heel and the face being friends because that's who they ride with, you know what I mean? That's kind of a cool thing, but they flipped that one. And I think that was the right move because um, MJF was... He was almost entering a limbo in a sense, yeah? We're like, yeah, I, I would see that. I kind of was kind of, at first I was like, ah, it was so predictable. I was just like waiting. Even at the last pay-per-view, I was like, ah, he's going to turn. And he didn't. Yeah. They like teased it. I think when he was fighting Sean Spears, they teased it. And then it didn't actually happen. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess. And then yeah. it gives us interesting stuff to go forward. And like you said, MJF was kind of in limbo and we'll see. And Cody is just trying to make people as he did with Darby Allen and stuff. So we'll see some great stuff. And he has a good track Cody. record so far, to be yeah. honest. Like that's what I'm saying with the whole Cody thing. Like he, they sort of have the Midas touch in a way where like, yeah, I like the Cody. I was talking about it in my discord earlier. Yeah. The Cody and Darby Allen match wasn't great. Like, especially in the, in the, in a vacuum, like in the context of when it happened, it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. Um, but it got the coffin drop over and it got Darby over. 
And then Darby went on and he became super fucking over. So like it did exactly whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. It might not have been like a blow away crazy match or anything. And it might've been just the basic down the middle call, but fuck they do. They get almost everything right. (laughs) Right. I mean, like it's sort of, it's sort of insane how they're able to just make shit happen out of nowhere. It's impressive. Yeah, it was cool. And then just to see like, because I was wondering like if MJF turns, does he side with Chris Jericho? But that's not the route that they took here. No, yeah, so I, I thought cool. I thought he might join the inner circle, but it doesn't seem like he's going to do that either. It was kind of cool because he was on his knees, like I'm sorry, man. You know, it just happened. And then I liked it. Cody was and Cody was like, "What? I never gave up. What happened?" And so like it was kind of this confusion thing. And then it was like, "Oh, that's what happened." And then kicks him in the dick. And then oh, here we go. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was. I think I, like. I actually put that like on the wrestling prediction league thing I do. That was one of the questions that I said, will MJF turn on Cody? I'm pretty sure everyone said no. <laughs> I'm actually, it just didn't, it didn't seem like, I mean, I, this, it didn't seem like it was going to be this time. And where I think they threw all these other stipulations in there that the MJF turn was like the last thing on people's mind. They're like, Oh, is it going to go 60 minutes? Is it going to be never challenging for the world title again? And then yeah. now it's like, Oh, well MJF turning. That was like on last on the list. I wonder if anyone, uh, one of the other questions I asked was how long will the Cody and Chris Jericho match go? I don't think anyone got that right. There's just no, no one even got close. Well, someone said 29 minutes. I was pretty close, but uh, yeah, I said, will MJF turn on Cody? 71.4% said no. <laughs> that's a pretty overwhelming no. Yeah, that's, that's the majority there. I didn't even, I totally forgot. And I was like, oh, no, no way they're going to do it now. And yeah. they did it. Yeah, I'm looking to see if there's any other big upsets. But I, don't, I think everyone kind of called it right down the... Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, 71.4% said Pac was going to beat Hangman Page. So, um, But that was... Yeah, I think that, that one could have gone either way, really, that Hangman and Pac. So, I mean, yeah. it is that, what it is. That was pretty much it. So, yeah, well, hmm. It's not a big deal. Uh, but I, 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 like the match, like I said, him getting hard way opened and like, it's just... You really couldn't ask for anything better. I honestly. was cringing the entire. I was like, "Oh, this is wild!" And the entrance ramp is like, maybe that's why you don't use that entrance ramp. If- Hell no! We were watching Halloween Heaven '93. That's the ramp, baby. Okay, you gotta, yeah, yeah, you take him on there. You got to tase him in the leg. Get him Harley Race. If it's Cactus Jack, he would just got up and walked away. Finally. Hell yeah! He said, "Vader, hit me in the face." Okay. That's what they should have done. <laughs> yeah, Vader busted him up with punches. Cody's got to smash his face against the entrance ramp to get bloody. And he fucking ate that shit too. Oof. Um, but it ended up being good, and like that was a that was a good way to end the show. Like, I, they're like these Cody matches are never my match of the years by any means, but like in the in the context of whenever they're happening with the pay per view or whatever the sense is, they always deliver because Cody this this crowd will literally die if Cody hold him to die. So yeah, <laughs> it makes that it a lot true. better. Cody's like the savior of professional wrestling now in AEW and it's fantastic. And kudos to the doctors out there not spending like 18 hours like they usually do trying to fix somebody's bloody wound. They just quickly were like, all right, we're moving on. Yep. <laughs> all right. You're good. You're not going to bleed out. Keep going. And they actually stopped the blood. You, did you see that? For a yeah. While? Yeah. That like, was crazy. I was like, damn, what'd they do? Right. Just fucking burned them. They're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, else be there for like 20 minutes holding the x up waiting for him oh, yeah. gotta get more people down try to figure this out stop time out stop 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 oh man 
And but speaking yeah, of blood, doesn't... baby, we get to the good stuff, man. The lights out, unsanctioned big boy match. John Moxley and Kenny Omega. John Moxley ends up defeating the man Kenny. Unsanctioned lights out match. They have set the precedent for lights out matches. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Anytime I see lights out anything from this point forward, I expect nothing less than barbed wire trampolines and mousetrap <laughs> boards and glass. Yeah, I expect nothing less than this match. So you have set this to where like we know now that lights out means some fucked up shit. Like that's some crazy stuff. Uh, this Dude, I did not know what to expect coming into this, to be honest with you. I thought it was just mm-hmm. going to be like a, you know, Kenny, it'll be a Kenny Omega, it'll be a 2019 Kenny Omega match, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Ken, Kenny has definitely been on uh, autopilot for quite a bit of time now. Um, I mean, you can even see, you can even see it in the DDT Ultimate Party match. Like, Antonio Honda was just carrying this dude through everything. Um, but this was actually really, really fun. Like, I, it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I, 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 I was looking forward to this. Remember when we were going to go to All Out? And they was it All Out where they were going to announce this? And then they ended up not doing it because John Yeah, this was going to be at All Out because Moxley got hurt, and then that's we didn't get to see it there, so they put it on here. Yeah, so this turned out a hundred times better than whatever the fuck they were going to do before, some grapple fuck match, you know, with short, punch, <laughs> short pants Moxley. This was best case scenario is Kenny Omega and John Moxley just fucking beat the living shit out of each other for half an hour. This, this ruled, this was like, this was incredible. The only thing that could have made it better is they did light tubes. I was just like, please somebody pull a light tube out of money here. I know you got them. Yeah. When they kept going under the ring and they were looking and they had to circle the ring for other stuff. I'm like, they got light tubes. They got light tubes. They got to find them. They just, they pulled, they pulled the, they pulled the ring up. The fucking dude, the Phoenix splash onto the wood was the, that bump. I feel like his face bounced off that wood. Yeah. He had, his eye was screwed. I mean, like it was like someone took a chunk out of his eye. His hand was all bloody. It was just like, he was, that was crazy. That spot alone was, I don't think, I don't even remember last time I seen Kenny Omega go for a fucking Phoenix splash. Like that was obviously a call out to Ibushi. You know what I mean? But like that was so crazy. So, so like I saw him going up and I was like, he's not, I know he's not doing a moonsault because he does that from the second rope usually. Mm -hmm. I was like, I saw him go up and like, he's going to do the fucking Phoenix splash. And that dude did the Phoenix splash on the wood. I was like, damn dude, that was great. The death rider bump too, where he took it straight on his fucking head at the end. I'm like, wow, this is. Yeah, that was, that was wild. I think my favorite thing about the match was when the glass came in. And then uh, Moxley went, he like, dro- uh, what did he get? I think it was Omega was dragging Moxley on his back over the glass. Oh, yeah, because Moxley was trying to get to the ropes to uh, try to like alleviate himself out of the hold. And like, yeah. he's just crawling through the glass. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, first he dragged him like, he oh, yeah, he dragged him dragged backwards. Him, and then he was like in a submission. And he was like, dra- it was like a Boston Crab or something. I don't remember. But yeah, then was he was like, that. Army crawling to get to the ropes, but then it wasn't even a rope break anyway because it was a yeah. Then he, but it was cool because like then he used the ropes to like get out of the hold, like he pulled himself out of the hold. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they went yeah, up. The, was... They went up the ramp and uh, 
He's like, he was, he was calling out to the young bucks. Like, young bucks, hey, get that thing I was working on earlier. He said, what? nah, dude, we ain't gonna get that thing. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, he, said, good. he said, nah, get that thing. He said, okay. <laughs> he brought this fucking trampoline barbed wire mess. Just both, they throw each other. I was like, okay, I was like, I know they're both going into it, but I'm like, what move are they gonna do to go into <laughs> Kenny it? Kenny sets him up on the shoulders. I'm like, oh no, he's gonna die. Dude, if he, I was like thinking at the whole match, I'm like, dude, I thought he was going to, first off, I thought he was going to one wing angel him onto the wood. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to fucking die then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I thought that was going to happen. And I thought he was going to one wing angel into the trampoline uh, or the, yeah, the, that's the what I, thought it. I was like, okay, we're going to die tonight. Like, I'm sure Renee's watching at home. Like, ah, <laughs> I thought, oh, they're going to do, you know, the, you can't escape into the thing too. I was like, okay, this, whatever the, whatever the outcome here is, it's rough. Um, but spot after spot after spot and like it was just so much fun man it was such a fun match and like god damn they killed each other and like that's what i live for you know i i watched gcw slime language last night and then i got into this and i got to watch this and i'm like this is awesome because like last night on gcw they had a um they had a fuck fest match which was just the craziest thing i've ever seen alex zane Took a Spanish fly on a concrete. I was like, ah! Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, all right. So let me tell you about this really quick so I can give you kind of context to, to yeah. this match. So, like in the fuck fest, Alex Zane took a Spanish fly and it was literally like it's on like, you know, you've been in an American Legion or something before where like it's like tile floor, but it's like this like concrete tile where like yeah. it, no give whatsoever. So Spanish fly on the floor. Combined with that, as they're on the way down to the Spanish fly. Alex Zane's head hits the apron of the ring, so it just goes off the oh. apron onto the concrete. I was like, oh, oh my God, he's fucking dead. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So in context, going to the lights out match, I was like, man, they gotta do some crazy stuff to like, you know, cause I literally had just gotten off this crazy shit for me to like really, really dig it. I'm like, mm. they got creative. The second they pulled out, the second they pulled out the mousetrap board, I said, all right, let's get it. That was some cool stuff, man. Yeah, I expected, like at most, I'm like, oh, they're going to use the the broom and the bat or whatever, the barbed yeah. wire stuff they were teasing, and then they pulled out the mousetraps. Like, Who right. made the mousetrap board? John Moxley. He was just sitting you think, you think so? That's definitely a Renee thing. I think she made that. Renee Young. Well, she was tweeting after the thing. Did you see that? Yeah, she was like, WTF. WTF. Seriously, WTF. I was like, oh. Uh, we ain't even halfway there. Yeah, yeah, we're like 20 minutes in the match. We still got like 18 minutes left, and John Moxley killed himself. That ruled. That that match was awesome. Moxley can do that stuff now because Renee's got that big Fox Money insurance. You know, yeah, he's got health insurance. He's like, let's die tonight, baby. <laughs> and Kenny Omega's an EVP, so he's got that money. Yeah, he's got the health insurance too. So it's like, yeah, we do it how we want. Let's go. I never did this match pre AEW, but now that we all got this big insurance, let's go out and kill each other. But that's cool. Like, dude, like instantly, AEW has made a stipulation that like people are excited for. Like anytime they see lights out, that's like. We already it's not know like a baby hardcore match. It's like, all right, we're gonna get something crazy. Yeah, lights out is basically their version of a death match, and like that's dope. Like that's really really cool. Um, that's like one of the things I was hoping they were gonna do. Is like I love the TNA gimmicks. You love the TNA gimmicks. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I it's a do. lot. It's a lot of fun. Like yeah, they had some stupid ass shit, but like TNA was always trying to come up with something and brand stuff. And like the old, you know, we got Ultimate X out of it, and Elevation X was kind of fun. And like we had a, gun, a bunch of cool shit. So like mm -hmm. the lights out, I don't think is like anything too new. Like I'm pretty sure they used to do it like way back in like territory days and shit, but like it's perfect for this company. It's, it's literally perfect. And like after this match, they set it up 
fantastic. And I, I, this was the best case scenario for Omega and Moxley, and they like knocked it out of the park. Yeah, at first I was like, ah, this match shouldn't be last. They should have the title match on last. And then after they did the match, I'm like, okay. They freaking destroyed the ring. There's no way this could be going <laughs> yeah. on. This, ain't, like, this is it. Like, that's, that's all you're right. That, that had to be the, the trampoline barbar bar thing. I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, this match this and, 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 the women's, and the Women's World Championship were easily my favorite. I, I don't know about you. I don't know which ones were your favorites. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it'll be interesting to see where they go with Moxley after this because at the end of the show, he's kind of like, fuck you, putting on middle fingers and stuff. And like, all right. Where, yeah, where it, it was almost Moxley like defiant in his win. It was cool. Uh, like the way they yeah, did he's it, like, like book me in a regular. Like now, now he's gonna get booked at a regular match. Can you put me in a regular match so I can get a record? Man, am I good enough now? Yeah, like that was it was. Damn, that is that is really dope. Actually, um, like I said, they just it just feels like they do a lot of things right. It's it was just awesome. I keep forgetting he yeah, calls it the paradigm shift. Yeah, it's crazy how they shifted this match and then came back around to it because it was supposed to be at all out, and then they it came back around and it was even better. Than what we were gonna get, like you said. Yeah, they shifted around and said, All right, time to die, boys. They heard about that Dean Ambrose healthcare and they said, All right, here we go. They were even able to like salvage it with like Kenny Omega being like, Yeah, you you're supposed to be healthy, but it looks like you can't handle the Japanese schedule like I did. Yeah, yeah. Actually the build was fucking hilarious. Oh, you think you can go just go to Japan, huh? <laughs> and, and 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 John's like, Yeah, I think I can. You can't though. You can stop, you can stop, you, you can't. Don't worry about that, Chief. <laughs> so yeah, it was fantastic. It's good stuff. Like they went. This was the longest match of the night. This one went longer than the title match. So yeah, that was, was good wild. though. I, I think. Oh, I Buddha's still sitting forgot. out there watching this. Yeah, I almost forgot. I got to buy uh, Big Japan. Speaking of death match shit, I got to buy Big Japan tickets for when I'm in uh, Japan. They just went up for sale, so I got to make sure I get those. Ooh, let's go. Let's. Oh, I forgot. Also, we forgot to talk about Cody's mom slapping Jericho in that match. Oh, whatever. That was the least. That was my least favorite part of that. The stunt grandma. Yeah, <laughs> that was my least favorite part of that match. So whatever. I just remember that for some reason. Like, oh yeah, she slapped him. Yeah, yeah uh, Cody him. loves bringing people ringside and having them do shit. Like it's like probably one of his favorite wrestling tropes is like ringside people doing shit in matches. He loves getting that in there, and he uh, he definitely did tonight. So I don't know if Justin Roberts also was like. He is the father of a dog or whatever he said. Uh, he was going in. Cody's like, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you, you keep going. Whatever. You keep, you gas he was like smiling. All right, do whatever you want. Yeah. So uh, thumbs up or thumbs down overall in this interview, man. Thumbs up, man. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like I haven't really been let down by anything that they've done yet. The net, I, like I said, I don't know the next pay review. I assume it's in February or sometime around there. Um, I, it'd be interesting to see what they decide to build to for that one. Um, especially what happens with the women's division post this pay-per-view since there he says gonna be a bigger part i hope they sign jamie hater like i feel like if they don't they're just i don't even the funny thing is, is i don't even know if they are anymore i feel like they would have but then like jimmy Havoc got in a fight with excalibur at jimmy's favorite fucking seafood restaurant or whatever do you read about that <laughs> no i did not you didn't read about that okay so I they, were, they were they were eating at jimmy's fucking seafood joint or whatever you know what i'm talking about the one that roman reigns and all the wb guys always yeah they're they were like about. talking about it this week or something yeah so know. anyways the boys the AEW boys joey janela uh jimmy havoc uh jim ross just like you know tony khan they all go out mm. to like uh eat at jimmy's seafood or whatever seafood buffet and they're getting rowdy and bowdy you know they're getting a little crazy and uh they're <laughs> drinking or whatever and jimmy havoc's fucking just weird as fuck in the first place so like you know something crazy is gonna happen um so jimmy Havoc's getting a little crazy a little wild and him and excalibur get into a little beef and beef 
and uh, they start talking back and forth, and then Jimmy fucking shoots on Excalibur and like tries to like hit him, and then Excalibur just grabs him and chokes him out, and then he got chucked <laughs> out by the commentator. Jimmy Havoc because that dude, I was like, wow, that shouldn't have got out because like they're pushing this Jimmy Havoc character is like he's a masochist, he loves pain or whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> he just got chucked out by Excalibur. He's a, he's, a, he's a retired wrestling commentator. Are you kidding me? All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much for watching uh, this episode of Deadlock. Remember, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash DeadlockPW, or buy a shirt, uh, shop.deadlockpw.com, or read an article, deadlockpw.com. We got a bunch of ways you can support, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. We also got a Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, Marcus will be back soon, and uh, we'll be back next week as we talk about all the stuff going down in the wrestling world. Dun, pew, dun. Pew. I think Survivor Series is soon, too, right? Yeah, it's coming NXT, up. NXT, Raw, SmackDown is going down. NXT UK is now involved in that war, so we'll see what that means. Oh, it got indiscriminately worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know NXT is in WWE, by the way. Yeah, of course not. I mean, Adam Cole said it. This is NXT not, versus WWE. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> it's, not, it's not ran by the same guy. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you guys uh, next week. Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next time on the next episode of the Deadlock Podcast.